Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk some uh, college football, shall we? Seth Galina, a senior college football analyst for Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Seth, how you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? Well, we're doing well. We're hoping there's going to be a college football season. Let's start there. Uh, we know that uh, uh, a lot of concern in the NBA uh, with teams going into the bubble. We know that baseball is trying to get underway with intake day today. So uh, give me uh, give me kind of your sense, your gut, as to the uh, college football season upcoming. My gut tells me there will be a college football – well, there will be like an FBS college football season. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but I think that they're going to do everything in their power to have the season. So, because they kind of, you know, the NCAA, they kind of do whatever they want to do. So, um, that that's kind of where I'm leaning. But also, you know, talk to you tomorrow, and I can tell you that absolutely, I don't think there's going to be a season. So, I think it's such a fluid thing right now. Um, I saw today you talked about the NBA and baseball. I saw today already. I think the MLS had a breach in their bubble. Uh, so, I mean. Uh, who knows? Honestly, uh, it's really a day-to-day thing. Um, I'm looking for a season to get underway. I just don't know, as you had mentioned, when you start to put the, these players, these athletes in a bubble, still wanting to be living the college life and going out and about. I I, I, I want to remain optimistic. I said, hey, it's July. We're going to try to talk about some positivity today. I just don't know if we're going to be able to do it uh, and if we're going to get a college football season. However, there is a lot of discussion about – um, different teams atop uh, their divisions and realignments and, and thoughts of realignments. And I know Pat Ford had a uh, really interesting column the other day about kind of uh, aligning things so there's not as much travel in certain areas for certain places. Um, do you think at any point college football looks at itself and says, okay, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and all the SEC, that everything is just kind of discombobulated or is there just too much money at stake and everybody's going to remain the same until somebody uh, just cries poor? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see uh, things remaining the same for that much longer. I think there's just too much money at the top for for a lot of like kind of smaller programs to be viable. I mean, we're already seeing all these, um, you know, mid-major, you know, G5 teams, Division Two, FB, uh, sorry, FCS teams, you know, kind of cancel a lot of their other sports. Because those teams, those don't make any money, and they're kind of funded by, you know, usually the football program, the basketball program, and those are teams that are that, are that far, you know, in terms of 
you know, the G5 teams, I mean, they're not, they're in the same division as the, as the P5 team. So I, I just think that there's such a gulf now that I can't uh, imagine a world where, I don't know, I'm not saying next year, but I mean 10, 15 years, 20 years down the line that we have some sort of super division. You know, I don't know. I, I always think of it like, I don't know if you watch a lot of European soccer, but I feel the same way with, with the clubs there where we're going to have like a European Super League because there's just too, the, the gulf between the haves and have-nots is, is it's just too wide in college football. But So that's kind of how I see it. I, I hope that's not the case because, you know, we are, you know, people who like college football like college football because of all the diversity involved in it. But I, I just, man, it's, it's a little depressing. But, yeah, I don't, I don't really see it happening. Uh, I want to get back uh, into the Big Ten a bit. Um, interesting because I was reading an article yesterday out of USA Today on uh, Jim Harbaugh. And I, I want to know in your thoughts, is this kind of approving you? Every year we talk about Harbaugh and what he's going to mean to that that that. You know, that college obviously wanting to go back home and wanting to be there and resurrect that program. And he has had some success, but it hasn't been the level of success that they really thought that they would have. Is this the year that Jim Harbaugh is really under the gun? Because um, I, I, he's bringing in talent, but the talent has not been able to beat Ohio State, and it certainly has not been able to get them anywhere close to a national title. Yeah, but it's, it's the Ohio State question every year because I think they're, they're – Super talented. I think he's done a really good job. And you talk about him changing the program. I mean, we we remember them in the you know Rich Rod and and Hokier. I mean, that it was a shambles. So he definitely got them back on the on on the kind of a straight and narrow. It's just like he happens to play in the in the, the same division as as one of the best teams in college football. So. I don't know if it's necessarily a make-or-break year, but at the same time, because, because they have been that good, but at the same time, I think the public perception is that, well, if they can't beat Ohio State, then what's the point? So in, in that case, I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, I could see how, I think in like a rational world, he's, he's you know, the best coach they can kind of get right now, and you're really rolling the dice if you, if you, if you get rid of him. But public perception means a lot, and if you can't beat Ohio State again, then then yeah, I could I could really see them them kind of going down a road that I don't think is is very wise. Um, wanted to ask you about the West, and I know Wisconsin has had a prominent place atop the West pretty much since its inception. Um, one thing we always talk about is the team that can knock them off. Iowa has had uh, its opportunities. Minnesota has had its opportunities. W- when do we look at Nebraska and go, okay, this is legitimately the year that Nebraska returns to a power? So it's funny. I just finished um, writing about Nebraska for our Constable Preview magazine, and I was looking up their, their recruiting rankings, and it's actually not bad. I mean, like 2016, 17, 18, I think they were in the top five every year in the Big Ten in recruiting rankings. So that's, I mean, that's pretty good. My thing with them is I like what they do schematically. I like all that stuff. They're clearly recruiting at at a pretty okay level. One of the things that changed at Central Florida 
for Scott Frost when the quarterback became a legitimate passer and wasn't just this threat in their kind of, you know, what I call like millennial triple option type of scheme that they run. I think it was Mackenzie Milton was there at the time. So Mackenzie Milton became like a real passer. He could drop back, you know, it was third down. They, they could get away with, with having him on the field per se. That hasn't happened yet with Adrian Martinez. And I don't even know if he's going to start um, next year. I'm mean, hearing rumblings with McCaffrey and stuff like that. So that's the thing with Nebraska. Like the scheme works, they're recruiting fine, blah, blah, blah. If the quarterback just can't deliver in high leverage situations, they're just not, they're not going to go anywhere. And I haven't seen anything from, from that particular quarterback that tells me, I mean, he grades very bad in our, in our system, uh, accuracy, you know, uh, decision-making, all that stuff. So I haven't seen it yet for them. Maybe they go with, with a different quarterback and, and it changes things. So that's kind of my concern with Nebraska. Uh, I'd like to see them do some damage because I like watching their offense. It's fun, but I don't know. I don't know if it's possible with the, with the personnel. Give me your thoughts uh, on what Wisconsin has this year. Obviously, they lose a guy like Cephas. Uh, some question marks about the quarterback position. They lose Jonathan Taylor, the running back. They still have a pretty solid offensive line. Defensively, they look to be strong. But give me your overall thoughts on Wisconsin. So I'm a little less shaky on the quarterback position. I think Jack Cohn is actually very good. Now, he's losing, like you said, losing the receiver, losing the running back. So they're going to have to find some skilled players there. Though I, I think they'll, they'll they'll be able to do that. Cone, when you I'm not passing right, is it Cone or Cone? Anyway, uh, so when I when I watch him, I see a quarterback who plays in a system that, and, and I'm sure you guys talk about this all the time. Like this is not a college system per se. You know, this is an NFL thing that they're doing there with with, uh, with the, you know the head coach coordinator so that's tough like he doesn't get the benefit of having all these rpos all this stuff you know being in the shotgun every time i just looked this up i think they they were like you know if you take out the the triple option teams they were like the third most understanding team in the in the country last year so he doesn't get he's got to drop back he's got to do five step drop seven step drop and from what I understand about talking to some people who played for Paul Chris back in the day is that he's very into a week-by-week kind of, well, this particular concept works against this defense that we're seeing, so we're going to install it for this week. And that's not super easy. And all that being said, Cohn performed pretty admirably in, uh, in that offense. So I'm, I'm a fan, and I think if he progresses a little bit more, he can carry the team to, like, I, I, I don't know, is he the best quarterback since, since Russell Wilson at Wisconsin? I kind of think so. I'm, a big, I'm that big of a fan of him. So I like, I like what they have there. I think they're definitely the obviously favorites in the division. I think that's really a, a, a question. Um, Minnesota's pretty good, but, but I like Wisconsin's quarterback more than Minnesota's quarterback. So that's kind of where I kind of – kind of put them ahead of, of Minnesota. Talking with Seth Galina, senior college football analyst for Pro Football Focus. Graham Mertz is a guy that came in with a lot of promise, one of the top recruits uh, out there in the country. He's now sitting behind Jack Cohn. Uh, a lot of people clamoring for Mertz, uh, that this guy's got a big arm. He's got all the athletic ability. We know that he came in and was a little bit underwater when it came to the knowledge of the offense and the ability to read defenses and such. But 
many think that, or at least the perception is that, oh my God, if you don't make this guy a starter this year, that he could he could transfer out of here and you don't have anybody. Give me your thoughts on Graham Mertz and that situation behind Jack Cohn. Yeah, I, I feel it's such an interesting kind of dilemma that, that goes on, not just in Wisconsin, but goes on everywhere now in college football because, you know, the transfer rules are, are, are laxed now. So you don't, if you're not playing as a quarterback, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-transfer. So, like, if you, if you want to go play, go play somewhere. But I'm still, like I said, I mean, it just talked so gushingly about Cone that I, I think he's definitely, for me, it'd be hard to, to, to go uh, away from Cone. I, I think he just gets the offense. Like I said, it's a tough offense. He gets it. So, yeah, maybe you're playing with fire a bit if you don't play if, don't play the young kid even a little bit or, or start him for sure because there's other opportunities for him. You can transfer and probably play immediately in some places. So I don't know. I, I think putting him in just to put him in to keep him around and have a guy who understands the system is not super wise. But I also would understand if they did it because because you don't you don't want to be the team that loses you have a talent. Like that's another thing. Like you just don't want to be the you know, we look at Georgia now, like, oh, my God, look at them. They lost, you know, Justin Fields, blah, 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 like one of the pick-your-own quarterbacks. Like, you don't want to be that team. But I, I, I would find it hard not to not to have Cone as the starter through most of the year. Well, you, you, want, you don't want the Joe Burrow effect, where Joe Burrow goes to Ohio State and ends up winning a title and then go, becoming the, the Heisman Trophy winner and then the first overall pick, and then he ends up going to Cincinnati and you don't win the the, the trophy. So I – I get it. Uh, Seth, always a pleasure to talk to you. Wish we had more time. Uh, we're out of time. But uh, pr- pleasure to get you on the program. We'll talk more once this season gets underway, okay? Thanks, dude. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Senior college football analyst at Pro Football Focus. You can go at PFF underscore Seth, at PFF underscore Seth on Twitter. Seth Kalina joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.